Hello, Operational Angle listeners. This is Leah McTiernan, host. Before we start this episode's discussion about online respondent data quality, I wanted to provide you with a quick introduction to the topic. In this episode, we will discuss how Ipsos strives to provide best-in-class respondent data quality. And so you will hear about how Ipsos is working to minimize unengaged and fraudulent respondents. Unengaged respondents are distracted or bored respondents who ultimately generate poor quality data through speeding, straightlining, or providing poor verbatim responses. This behavior is inadvertently created when questionnaires are too long or are too cumbersome. In addition to providing poor quality responses, unengaged respondents may also drop out of a study. And if this happens in high numbers, there is opportunity for fraudulent respondents to enter. As in any business that has a digital footprint, fraud is a reality in market research. A fraudulent respondent's objective is to game the system with no intention of providing meaningful answers. Their goal is to complete as many surveys as possible to collect incentives. And experience suggests that the most sophisticated fraudulent attacks use both people and technology. Bots are still used, but there is an increasing prevalence of people-driven fraud in click farms. So I hope you find this episode valuable as you think about your next research project and design. So let's tune in. Welcome to The Operational Angle, an Ipsos podcast that explores the breadth and depth of Ipsos data collection capabilities, capabilities that are unmatched in the market research industry. If you care about the quality and rigor of the data collected for your study, then this is the podcast for you. I am Leah McTiernan, Senior Vice President in charge of communications for Total Operations, amongst other things. And I'm here today with Christina Mihawk, President of Global Access and Panels, Jen Weitz, Senior Vice President, Global Sampling and Supply, and Cecile Carré, Vice President of Data Quality and Research on Research. Ipsos takes data quality very seriously. And the exceptional panel I have the pleasure of chatting with today will help us understand why and how Ipsos works to provide the best possible data quality. Welcome, Christina, Jen, and Cecile. Let's start with the easy stuff first. If you could introduce yourself and your role and what that means in the context of Ipsos, that would be great. Christina, if we could start with you. Hello, um, I'm Christina Mihok, and I'm in charge with uh, Global Access and Panels uh, in Ipsos. Jen, how about yourself? Hi, everyone. I'm Jen White, responsible for global sampling and supply at Ipsos. And Cecile. Hi, I'm Cecile, and I am responsible for respondent quality as well as research on research at Ipsos. Thank you, ladies. Very happy to have you with us today. And thank you for sharing a little bit about yourselves. As I mentioned in the introduction, Ipsos takes data quality and subsequently respondent quality very seriously. 
I would love to hear from you, Christina, why it is important to talk or to continue to talk about online respondent quality. It is a very uh, hot topic and a very important topic for Ipsos because our company enables uh, our clients to get information and uh, insights about uh, markets and society. So quality is, is an important component to ensure that our deliverables are accurate and uh, add value to our clients. Then uh, we know that a lot of sources in our industry are talking about a surge in fraud. Uh, in 2020, we, we have all um, uh, experienced an, inc an increasing trend in fraud. Uh, it is estimated that the fraud increased um, over 10%, 10-15% last year, and we have seen clearly in Ipsos a clear increasing trend, especially in the second half of the year. And uh, then uh, technologies uh, that are available today allow, allow uh, respondents and especially bad actors uh, to infiltrate a lot easily in uh, online studies and to hide themselves or hide their identities. Um, but technologies are also the ones that allow us to identify bad actors. Uh, and it is like with hacking, the more hackers attack, the better technologies have to develop to keep uh, the pace with the fraudsters. Um, and last but not least, um, it's important to talk about quality because um, respondents um, and, and people we invite in our surveys are, uh, are invited uh, to a lot of tasks and to a lot of, um, a lot of activities, not just by us, but um, businesses are fighting for, for the attention of, uh, uh, of consumers. So it is important for us to check that our respondents are well engaged uh, in our studies and their responses are rich and uh, consistent. So we're not always talking about fraudsters, but uh, it is important for uh, for our business to to deliver data that come from respondents highly engaged with our studies. Thanks, Christina. So given that, Cecile, can you help me understand what is Ipsos overall philosophy or approach to online respondent quality? I have strong feelings about this, so this will be interesting. Um, so yeah, essentially Ipsos has made a very clear commitment to making sure that the people we talk to in our studies are real, engaged, and unique. So real, obviously, they are who they say they are. Uh, unique, they only come in once. They don't uh, somehow make their way into the study or the panel, for that matter, multiple times. And um, engaged, they are paying attention. They are uh, on their best behavior as they are inside the survey. Because if we don't have those type of respondents, then we're not delivering the best insights to the to the clients. So to do so, we have put in place essentially what we call an end-to-end -end approach or a multiple touchpoint approach, where we have checks and balances before the survey, so at panel level, at recruitment level, and at, you know, when we interact with our vendors, uh, because sometimes we have to use sample that comes from partners. So we basically make sure that whoever is allowed to even touch a study has been vetted either by ourselves, because we have our own panels, or by vendors and partners that we hold to the same standards we have for ourselves. We have checks inside the study. We have checks after the study. This is also very important because we need to monitor the behavior of respondents inside the study and over time. 
So we basically cover the whole gamut before, during, and after. And besides those kind of um, framework or this philosophy, we also have a couple dimensions that separate us from some of the other firms. At Ipsos, we have made a very clear decision that quality is a shared responsibility. So it is everyone's job. Of course, there are the automated checks. But besides that, there's also best practices, research on research, and a lot of training to make sure that the production teams, as well as the researchers, are really um, engaged in the process and are really participating in the effort to deliver best quality respondents. Does that answer your question? That's great. Thank you very much, Cecile. So I'd love to know more, understand more about what IPSO strategy is for optimizing respondent quality and minimizing fraud or unengagement. Mm -hmm. Christina, can you share your perspective or Cecile as well? I can, I can start. <laughs> uh, fraud and bad quality are here to stay, unfortunately, and uh, this trend will continue to increase. Our strategy is based on conducting online studies on proprietary sources and uh, is also based on controlling the quality of respondents across their uh, entire lifetime in our ecosystem. Ipsos is running a lot of work in partnership with many external sources, and this is another reason why it is important for us to put in place a quality and a fraud prevention system that allows us to deliver uh, good quality uh, of uh, our respondents. So our approach to quality is a multi-layered one based on linking device and location um, information, uh, device settings, um, combined with behavior information and identity components. So in fact, there are three layers, device, behavior, identity. So when we're looking at device, we're looking at a number of things, all kinds of mismatches across IP, um, uh, language, country, and device settings. When we're looking at um, a device, we're also looking at the reputation of the device or its association with multiple accounts. Uh, association with dark web or uh, attempts to hide the, uh, the location. Uh, as far as the behavior is concerned, we are lucky that we have sufficient content from our studies to observe and detect anomalies in responses. Uh, either when we talk about the richness and consistency in verbatims or uh, overqualification attempts, um, which are in clear contrast with usage um, or purchase uh, behaviors in very specific markets. Then uh, we are looking also at activity levels, uh, and we can spot hyperactivity for certain groups of respondents. And when we're talking about identity, this is a component that uh, we use with care uh, in order to maintain also a good uh, uh, respondent experience. Uh, we are now experiencing uh, and we're testing uh, several options. Uh, one of them is um, PII um, identity verification, um, but there are also a lot of uh, other uh, options uh, to check uh, to check identity based on biometric um, elements or um, QIC AML solutions, so know your customer solutions. And part of our stack is also multi-factor authentication, uh, especially in contexts where we see um, higher risks for 
for data quality. Uh, and um, all our checks uh, and all our uh, quality solutions are supposed to work um, irrespective of the platform. So they're uh, meant to be uh, platform agnostic. And uh, uh, of course, our aim is to be able to detect fraud and bad quality real time and to remove respondents, bad respondents real time. I don't. I don't know, Cecilia. If there's anything else that you you would like to add? I'm just going to add a couple points. You've covered the technology side, so I'm going to to just add a couple um, broader points. In addition to all the things that Christina described, I think there's a couple other things that we really insist on. One, it's making sure that respondents are engaged because removing bad people or unengaged people on the back end is of course great and we need to do it to christina's point the fraudulent respondents in particular are not going anywhere but i think one of the best ways to protect against fraud is actually to keep good people enjoying surveys so ipsos has done a lot of work and has written quite a few povs on best practices to keep good people engaged and stop them from either abandoning surveys leaving panels or going you know, bad within the, the service. So keeping engagement high is, we believe, one of, one of the main ways, main practical ways that we can also um, make fraud easier to detect and um, smaller in the overall ecosystem. And then I think the other thing I would really emphasize is the fact that Ipsos does a lot of training internally and also a lot of research on research to really be clear on best practices and um, to train our researcher to write questions that will help them detect illogical patterns if one should happen. So instead of using red earrings, for example, we have a pretty um, clear framework of how to use other types of questions to highlight suspect behavior. And I think that's pretty much the whole gamut. Great, thank you for that, Cecile. So if we think about any other tools that could be used to support respondent quality, that is what could be done in advance of fielding a study with regards to design or with regards to questions or any other tools that may come to mind to support respondent quality. Jen, um, would love to hear your perspective here. Thanks, Leah. I think it's important to note that we have all the technology in place and we have checks within the survey to help identify bad actors. But what really is important is to try and be more proactive in our approach and less reactive. And so at Ipsos, what we look at is a project that's coming down the pipeline. We look to see if that project might attract fraud. And what I mean by that is, is the project a hard to reach target? Is it a very low incidence rate? Is it a project where we may need to use a high incentive to attract the appropriate audience? What are the targets of the study? Um, in, in this way, by looking at these elements of a project before they come into field, we can then be proactive and say, raise our hands, this project may be of higher risk to attract bad actors. And that way, what we can do is potentially, like you said earlier, review the questionnaire. Look for leading questions. Look for things that may entice a bad actor to answer incorrectly. And by doing this, it'll not only 
put additional eyes on a higher risk project, but it'll also help learning and also help refine our model in the future. In addition to this risk score that we would apply before a project goes into field, it's really, really important to have a quality system for all of our external suppliers. So what we've done is we've created vetting studies for any new supplier that's gonna be brought into our ecosystem to measure their quality against our standard, which is our ISA-IPSOS panel, as well as all of our other preferred suppliers. In addition to the vetting study for new suppliers, we also conduct regular benchmarking studies for existing vendors to ensure that over time, the quality standards remain as they were when we first began using those partners. The nice thing about Ipsos is that we collect and store every single incident of quality or fraud that has been reported on a project. And what we can do is then look in for patterns of behavior across not only our internal panels, but also our external panels, and use that as a learning to drive new ways to identify patterns and identify bad actors. Great. Thank you for that, Jen. That was really interesting to hear. Um, so having this collective who are so involved in online respondent data quality has been very insightful for me today. And thank you for spending some time. If you have any final thoughts to share with our listeners, I would really appreciate hearing them now. Well, I'm happy to share a couple of data points if that's helpful. What I can tell you is that on average at Ipsos, we block about 30% of all the respondents that try to access a study because of potential quality risks. And in addition to those people who are blocked from entering, on average, we remove anywhere between two to 5% of the completes due to some of the behavior we described in study. So it may still not be perfect, but we are certainly moving the needle quite heavily. Thank you, Cecile. Christina or Jen, anything from your side? I just wanna add that I think fraud and data quality um, are an evolving type of you know system that we always have to be on top of the fraudsters always tend to be one step ahead of everyone and so really what's important for us at ipsos is to be on top of it and to adapt to any new patterns or new waves that we might see out there in the marketplace and to make sure that we as a team are identifying new ways to try and combat these issues. Makes sense. Christina, I, I leave the final thought to you. Yeah, so fraud, um, fraud, fraud is continuing to evolve. What we have in place today is not going to work tomorrow. Uh, Fraudsters will find new ways to um, infiltrate in our ecosystem, so we have to uh, to be aware of that and to continue to refine our our um, methods to detect and remove them real time. And um, I just wanted to say that uh, the latest technologies are, are part of 
part of our plan. AI is part of our plan to to predict uh, to predict behavior based on past behavior, um, but also to to uh, to make real time decisions based on behavior we see in in real time in our in our respondents. Uh, and quality remains a top priority for uh, for Ipsos and uh, for us for this group. Uh, we're very dedicated to. Um, to keep our our quality at um, top levels. Well, thank you again for spending time with me today. Thank you for having us, Leah. And uh, we'll hopefully have a chance to speak in future podcasts when uh, the ecosystem has evolved and we've learned new things. Thanks again. <laughs>